Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to a world where anything's possible and where an addict has the freedom to discover that he or she no longer has to be tied to their addictions. Why are you here? What are you looking for? There are plenty of things harder than quitting smoking, quitting drinking, or quitting drugs. Are you ready to be reborn? Are you ready to be analyzed? Welcome to another edition of Addicted Analysis with your host, Mr. IMAX. Let's get ready to analyze. Welcome to another Saturday night here at Smoking Ink for Sissies. We're happy that you're here. And lately, we've spent Saturday nights rambling about the effects that smoking has had from, on my personal life. And just rambling on hoping uh, that I'd share anything that I share would possibly help someone with their quit and give them hope that beating this challenge is possible and the endless possibilities that await for those who want something more for themselves. One thing I want to share with everybody before we get started uh, tonight with our special guest, Nancy from New Jersey. I've listened to people this week expressing their fears from everything from beating their addictions to opening up in front of others. No matter what fear it is that you are facing, they're possible to overcome. But you have to face them head on, not hide from them. Fear is nothing more than false evidence appearing real. And how true is that? The things we imagine in our minds when it comes to either this challenge or anything else that we, you know, we have problems with, you know, they're amazing. We as addicts make mountains out of molehills. We envision how difficult this challenge is going to be before we even step foot into it. We need to open our hearts and minds to the ability that we all possess, and we can beat our addictions. The question is, will we? You see, it's not what we can do in life that makes a difference. It's what we will do. With that being said, let me introduce our guest, Nancy. She's a 35-year-old, uh, 35-year smoker out of New Jersey who has successfully beat her addiction to cigarettes. Hey, Nancy, how's it going? Hi, Joe. Great. How are you this evening? Well, I'm excited. <laughs> excited? Yeah. Well, I've never did anything here. like this before. <laughs> well, that's okay, me either. It's All right. For, it's, it's new for me, it's new for you, and hopefully it'll be new for everybody else, and you never know what this will happen in the future, but, uh, you know, we all have a story to tell. That's true. You know, and uh, I'm glad that you're here. Me too. Okay, well, let's get started. Like uh, I had mentioned, uh, you know, to a lot of my guests, most of us who have smoked in the past, and uh, will probably do today anyway, we pretty much followed in the footsteps of our parents. Uh, prior to being born, did your parents smoke? Yeah, my mother smoked, and my my father, he chewed tobacco. Um, they used to call it snuff back in the back then. <laughs> okay. Um, I can I can remember him, you know, spitting this stuff into this can. It was horrible. <laughs> so like a um, spittoon, I guess. Yes. Oh yuck! <laughs> <laughs> like the old type, the old saloons that you see uh, in the old movies. Oh yeah, it was very pretty. <laughs> I mean, you could use it as a vase. I don't know why he he would do that, but never understood why people chew that stuff. Uh, well, I still don't. Today, I mean, people today are still chewing tobacco. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I personally, I never tried it. I never. Never had any desire to do it, but uh, it's one of the few things I didn't try. No, well, that's good. <laughs> but um, as far as you, what I mean, you know, both your parents smoke. How about the rest of the family? Uh, my, on my mother's side, everybody smoked. Her sisters, she had twelve, twelve uh, brothers and sisters. Um, they all smoked. On my father's side, my grandmother smoked. His mother. Um, that's that's uh, 
who I remember smoking. So it was pretty much a family affair. Oh yeah, they they would get together and it would be like Smoke City. Yeah. Uh, one thing I like to ask about people that you know I speak with, when you're when you when you look at it when you come from a family of smokers, would you say that smoking is hereditary? Or would you say that it's a learned behavior that we learn from our families and our friends? You know, I've had a question about that myself. Um, I think, well, my opinion is that it is a learned behavior. Um, I know I smoked, and then my daughter smoked, um, probably because she saw me doing it. So, yeah, I, I think that. You think it's learned? Yes, definitely. You don't think that uh, while we're in the womb, so to speak, you know, our parents, because I'm sure your mom smoked when she when she was pregnant with you, right? Yes, she did. Yep. Um, yeah. Did anybody tell you yeah. about that? That's, that's a good question. I really, I don't have the answer to that, but my opinion would be, I don't know, that it was, that it was, oh, I don't know, learned, learned behavior. Yeah, because I mean... Everybody I speak with about it, I mean, it's so weird because, you know, like I said, we all have our stories are so, all so similar. The Most of the people that their parents who did smoke and their mom smoked, they smoke when we're, we're you know, when, we're, when they're pregnant. Right. And, you know, it's just, it's so strange that, you know, okay, yeah, that's the case, and then we all turn out to be smokers anyway. Yeah, that's something to look at. I know I was a very low birth weight baby. Um, I was three pounds seven ounces. Uh, my daughter, I was I smoked while I was pregnant, and she was only five pounds. So, yeah, the smoking affects uh, the fetus definitely. Okay, when you were born, um, were you premature? No, I was full term, full term baby. You were a lightweight, huh? Yeah, I was a lightweight. Too bad I'm not now. I have like 15 pounds I could lose. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> All right, so your first memories of being introduced to smoking, what were they? Oh, boy. Well, my cousin, um, she's a year older than me. She had stolen a couple cigarettes from her mother, my aunt. Uh, my aunt and my mother were really close, and we spent a lot of time together. Uh, we then went over to my one of my friend's house, and uh, I was, let's see, 14 at the time. Uh, we smoked them in a tent in the backyard. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were in a tent. That was stupid. Uh, um, and then when we got home, my aunt knew, of course, she could smell it on us. Um, she made us smoke a pack of her cigarettes each. As a punishment, and she smokes non-filtered palm malls. Oh, 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 I got so sick. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> I'll never forget that. So that kind of changed my mind about smoking real quick. Um, but my mom, she said that if I wanted to smoke, I could only do it in front of her. So, but I, I, I stopped. I didn't pick up another cigarette until I was like 15. Okay, so, you know, you, you had your, your couple of instances when you smoked. When you were growing up and, you know, like you had mentioned before, you know, like you had a room full of smokers and just like you cut it with a knife. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, we all have the same story. Do you recall anybody in the family having any type of concern over the effects smoking might have had on the kids? No, none at all. Nope. Like I said, all my aunts smoked, my uncle smoked, and they just, that was it. They never, they didn't care what, who was in, I mean, there was like little babies in the room. They didn't care. They just smoked. I think yeah, back not, then. Not like they, it is today. Right. Now, I mean, even I would not smoke in front of my granddaughter, you know, when she was in the house or, you know, I'd go outside to smoke. Right. But I think back then um, people weren't that aware you know, about the dangers of smoking. I mean, you look at the commercials they had on TV, you know, for Tarantin and uh, whatever, <laughs> Camel, you know. They made it glamorous. The movie stars all smoked. And 
So, yeah, I don't think that the people back then cared or, or you know, not maybe they were ignorant. They didn't know any better. They were just enjoying themselves. Exactly, yeah. You know, just uh, one of the ladies I was speaking with last week, she was recalling how, you know, like I said before, cutting it with, you know, with a knife. You know, she had mm-hmm. some home movies that she was looking at uh, previously, and it's just um, the, you know, the videos. I mean, it was just like a room full of smoke, and kids were there, and adults and teenagers. Everybody's there looking at it. It's just like, you know, back then it was no big deal. Right, right. So... Now, I know you said that you got permission from your mom at an early age to smoke. Um, right. Well, what was that? I mean, you said Paul Malls. What was that like encounter like, and who were you with? You said it was your cousin? Right. And yeah, it was. Where, where did it happen? Where? Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, you mean the town? Or no, like... I'm just curious. I mean, how did you guys just, I mean, she stole a couple of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, she's still looking for a while. And um, we just just went over to a friend's house and um, just smoked them, started smoking them. Right, and then you said you stopped for a while. Right, I changed my mind. What made you go back? Oh, what made, I'm sorry, I didn't understand the question. (laughs) Um, Well, let's see, we had just moved into another town and... I had met a group of teenagers who lived in the area, and some smoked, and, um, they, you know, we used to hang around with each other, um, and one day, one of them offered me a cigarette, and I told him that, you know, my mom had given me permission to smoke, but I didn't really enjoy it, you know, but they, they didn't believe me, and they kept egging me on, like, go, oh, you know, go smoke a cigarette, you know, let's see if your mother don't really care. So I, I took one, I lit it. And my mother, I, I remember she was out in the front yard weeding the lawn or weeding the, you know, the plants. And she looked up at me and I, here I am with a cigarette. <laughs> and uh, she just, she just, that was it. She just looked at me like, right. okay. <laughs> she never said a word. And uh, after that, the rest is history. I mean, I just I just kept smoking with my friends, and I guess to be part of the in crowd, the cool, you know. Right. So, you, but actually, you had the cool mom, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. She was she was really cool. <laughs> she, no, maybe she a little too me. cool. Because <laughs> if it, you know, she she was like really told me don't do that. <laughs> but no, she she just let me. And in fact, she used to give me lunch money. And she'd say that you could either buy cigarettes with this or lunch. And uh, I would usually always pick the, the cigarette. Because we were allowed to smoke in, in the high school. So was I. I think I think back then everybody was. Well, some places I think you could, but there, I mean, the, I mean, I shouldn't say that. Some places you couldn't, but it was more, there were more places you could than you couldn't. Right. Yeah. I mean, even I was smoking section in my school. Yeah, ours too. And uh, uh, the hospitals, you could smoke. And my doctor used to walk around with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, giving penicillin shots or whatever you needed. <laughs> you yeah, know, right. it was yeah, it was crazy. On the airplanes. I mean, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So you had the cool mom in town, and basically she gave you permission to smoke. And what was that like for you? I mean. Oh, I was, like, beside myself because a lot of my friends were hiding the fact that they could smoke, but they used to come over to my house because my mom was cool. And, you know, we'd all smoke in the kitchen. or <laughs> We weren't allowed to smoke in the living room with the couch and, you know, whatnot, but we were allowed to smoke in the kitchen. So you had the run of the house and you were allowed to do it. So I should say not the run of the house. You there? Hello? Nancy? Hello? Nancy? Hello? Well, I guess we lost Nancy. Hopefully she'll call back.
Oh, what happened, Nancy? Call being recorded. Everything appears to be normal. Uh, what happened here? Please hold on while we experience technical difficulties. Nancy? Hello? Hello? Hi, Joe. Hello? Hi, I don't know what happened. <laughs> what happened? I have no clue. Like I said, we have a, a storm going through. I don't know if it's affecting the, the cell phone or what. I don't know. Are you on your cell phone? Yeah. Okay, well, I, I didn't know what happened. I thought you hung up on me. No, I wouldn't do that. No, no. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Don't worry about it. All right, so let me ask you this, just out of curiosity. Since your mom allowed you to smoke, were there any other taboos that she allowed you and your friends to indulge in? Uh, yeah. Uh, she also let me drink alcohol at home. Um, I was 17. Um, actually, uh, not not all the time. Once in a blue moon, like if we had like a birthday party or something like that, right? She she would buy some beer and let us drink it. As long as we stayed there in the house, we could drink it. Back then, we could drink when we were 18. So, I mean, it was only a year, <laughs> only a year apart. But, yeah, that was basically, I mean, other other than that, like, she was really strict with boys, you know, like, you know, kissing boys and whatnot at, at that age. But, uh, yeah, she would let us, she would let us drink alcohol at the house. And how'd that carry on into later on? I mean, was that ever a problem for you or? No, I, 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 like I, just on occasion, I would, you know, indulge in a drink now and then. Now I don't even, uh, I can't even stomach it. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be a good role model for my granddaughter. How uh, old's granddaughter? She's eight. And, uh, she's Impressionable age. Very. Yeah, eight she is does. Like Eight's like we were when we were like 15 back then. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know? Yep. Well, I've got a seven-year-old now, and she came out with tonight, we were talking, and she actually came out with the words, what the hell? And then I looked <laughs> at her, and I went, what? <laughs> and she knew that that was not acceptable, and she ran off to her room, and we're going to have a talk tomorrow. Wow. So, it's like, yeah, where they, did that they... come from? They learn it from school. <laughs> well, yeah. See, that's one of the things. I homeschool our kids. Oh, okay. My wife and I, we homeschoolers, so I don't know where it came from, but it came from somewhere, so we're going to have to find that out. Yeah, definitely. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, cute it at one time, but mm, we're going to find out where it came from. Yeah. So, uh, let me ask you, what about your friends in school? Um, any peer pressure involved in your smoking, or did you play a role in anyone else picking up the habit? Well, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe the dare when they did—excuse <clears throat> me—when they dared me to to smoke the cigarette, or in, you know, in front of my mother. Maybe that was a little peer pressure. Um, I know my younger sister took up smoking. Uh, I don't know whether I had anything to do with it or not, but you know, she did follow in my footsteps. Um, How much younger is she? She's two years younger, uh, but a pack for her lasted her a month. We would actually go to her to bum cigarettes when we when we didn't have any. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she really wasn't a smoker smoker per se. You know, she right. would smoke one, but she wouldn't let anybody watch her do it. It was she was cute. <laughs> she she was did for a while, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um. So I guess she just wanted to try them. But then after, you know, she didn't smoke, like, for maybe a year, and that was it. So, um, my smoking? Pardon? Is she still smoking? No, not at all. No, she hates it. She can't even, she can't stand the smell. A lot (laughs) of people are like that. Uh, My younger brother, he's uh, 10 years, wait. 
12 years younger than me. He uh, he smokes a cigar now and then. Um, the uh, black and mild. They're, I don't I don't think they're the big fat ones. I think they're, they're, they're the skinny little cigars. Once in a while he'll have one of them, but that's about it. So your sister did and your brother did, but no more. No more, no. Well, that's good. It seems like everybody nowadays is learning. Exactly. You know? so, which is a good thing. Yeah. How about in your relationships? Anybody that you were involved with, like, throughout your teenagers years and, you know, your 20s? Anybody involved with smoking as well? Oh, yeah. Everybody everybody that I dated smoked, um, except for my husband, whom I met, uh, let's see, 1984. Five. <laughs> uh, he he didn't smoke, and he always wanted me to quit smoking. But uh, he married me anyway, know, knowing I was a smoker. Um, but he would always, you know, just just be just pleased with me when I smoked, and he he'd like actually come out with the spray and spray me. <laughs> he spray you? Yeah. yeah, he was funny. So how did it, how did it ref, uh, you know affect your relationship while you were like dating? Um, it, it never never did, never affected any relationship. I don't think so. I mean, I was always one with the gum and and perfume and whatnot, thinking that it covered this, but it doesn't. You know, definitely doesn't. I used Altoids for many years. <laughs> I should have took stock in the company. Right, you know, <laughs> and it doesn't help. They cover the smell, but you know, I was pretty much. I think we kid ourselves when it comes to that, though. You know, we believe what we want to believe. Yeah. You know, so so he basically didn't approve of it, but what was he gonna do? You know. Right. He loved. What choice did he have? He loved you anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Uh-oh. so you guys got married. Right. Right. When was that? Um, let's see. 19... Oh, boy. Uh, oh, now you're in trouble. 88... 91. <laughs> 1991. <laughs> we got married. Um, see, I was I was married before. My daughter is um, from my first marriage. Okay. And he was a smoker, but he also started to take up... Um, marijuana and I I couldn't deal with that part of it so I just said bye so, so your daughter's from that relationship exactly <laughs> yeah I didn't want to be bothered with that did you smoke while you were pregnant with her I think you said you did yeah I did yep I smoked um like I said she was a low low weight uh, low weight baby birth weight baby um and now, if I knew then what I know now, I would have never smoked while I was pregnant. Um, my my uh, doctor was smoking, and you know they never they never told me to quit smoking. They never mentioned that it could hurt the you know hurt the child or anything like that. So I, I when didn't did you know. have her? Uh, she was born in seventy seven. I was I was young. I was eighteen. Well, I think even back then, I mean, there, I mean, they weren't, they didn't really start changing the laws or changing the way people really started looking at smoking until, oh, I would say, the late eighties. Right. You yeah. Know? I don't even remember. I don't know if you do either. Uh, when I first started smoking, they never had on the sides of the packages. They never had the warnings. To am I correct? I don't remember. Or am I talking? just not remembering? I don't remember, but you know, you were mentioning before that your mom had given you lunch money. You can, she said, you know, you buy, you either buy your lunch or you buy your cigarettes. Right. You know, I remember back when I was first starting, and we used to buy cigarettes. I mean, they were sixty-five cents. Uh huh. Were they for you? You remember? Um, I think they were probably about the same, but our newsstand, they they had a really cool thing going. <laughs> they had Marlboros. Cools and camels in like you know these where you put the pretzel rods, the loose the what? 
You know the pretzel rods, the long pretzels that they used to sell, like with the penny candies? They would sell them single. Right. Well, they would have them in jars like that, and you can buy them singly. So if you didn't have enough money for a pack of cigarettes, you spend four cents for a cigarette. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So they had a a cool deal going. Pardon? Never had that where I was. (laughs) Yeah, they had a... I remember the cigarette machines, the pull-out ones. You know, you uh-huh. go up to the machine, you put your you put your money in, and then you get a pull. You pull the, it right uh, for them to pop out. Yep, I remember them too. Yeah. So. But yeah, we used to go to the corner newsstand and buy single cigarettes. I'll never forget that. They were sold right up by the penny candy. <laughs> yeah, I believe they do that, or there's places that recently they were doing that. I mean, with the price that cigarettes were, a lot of the people were just buying them singles. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of the stores were doing that. You know, um, I'm here in Florida, so, I mean, down here we're such a transient state. There's so many people who are just, you know, there's a lot of the convenience stores. That's what they were doing, you know. Or even I remember those, they, Marlboro had uh, like five and ten packs. Right. Yep, you know, I remember. Yeah. Afford the, I mean, the price of cigarettes is ridiculous. I don't know what are they. You know what they're going for now? Um, right now, a pack of Marlboro would cost you uh, five sixty nine, and that's the that's the cheapest store. Okay, down here. I mean, I saw an ad the other day. It was like three fifty nine, three sixty, something like that. Well, that's, and we 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 think that's cheap up here. <laughs> well, so. I mean, we have the Indians down here. The, you know, you can go to the Indians, and you know, there's no tax on the cigarettes, so you get them for a lot cheaper. Right, but you know, you know what? If you get caught by the government, you have to pay the taxes on them cigarettes. Who us? Yes. No, they sell yep. them here. It's fully legal what they do. The Indians. I know that, but if you're st- well, I don't. I don't know about Florida, but I know New Jersey. If you if they catch you, they will actually bill you for buying or tax you on them cigarettes that you're buying from the Indian reservations. Really? That's why I stop. I stopped buying from them. Yes, when I was smoking, because I'm like, I'm not paying that tax. You know, if they, if I get caught, this is a few people on the queue or uh, on the quitnet that um, have actually posted about having to pay two, three thousand dollars on taxes. For wow. buying them, if you get caught, that is. Imagine you know, that. they catch you for buying cigarettes, and then they go ahead and then you gotta you pay extra money. Yeah. Bad enough yep. to paying outrageous prices as it is. Exactly. I think that's just wrong, but I mean that's. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things our government does that wrong. That, you know, a lot of us believe is wrong, but they still keep doing them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so you smoked with your daughter. Any other kids? No, I just have the one. Just the one? Yeah. Okay. So when she was born, she was kind of light. Right. Did you smoke in the hospital with her? Uh, yes, I did. Um, in fact, I got yelled at I was uh, by one of the nurses. I was actually smoking a cigarette and talking on the phone and holding her. And this, I'll never forget it. The nurse came in and she grabbed the phone and she hung it up and she says, you do not talk on the phone while holding that baby. Okay, when I'm sitting here smoking a cigarette. Yeah, right. It's okay to, it's okay to smoke, but you can't talk on the phone? Exactly. I couldn't believe it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Never said anything about the cigarette. However, the phone. <laughs> yeah, well, you were smoking in the hospital, and again, like you were saying, so many others, you know, they're uh, they do the same thing. Yeah. You know, the doctors are smoking. Everybody, and somebody else I talked to a couple of weeks ago. I don't know, you know, April. Right. Oh, yeah. She, was, I love she her. was telling me the same thing. You know, when she was in the hospital with her daughter, you know, smoking in the room, and basically, uh, you know, it was allowed. So. Yeah. You know, it's allowed. Why not? Exactly. So, while she was growing up, did you smoke around her and the family? Yes, I did. Um, again, I, now, <laughs> if I knew then what I know now, I would not have done it, but I guess, I, you know, I don't know, you just don't know. I just didn't know. And 
Yeah, I did. I smoked in front of her and brought her places. Um, you know, like we're, my mother's house, there was always smokers over there and, you know, and the poor kids got to suffer. So. Now, when did she start thinking about or when did she start indulging in the habit? Oh, boy. Uh I think I think when she was about 15 she started smoking. Um she used to take my mother's cigarettes actually. <laughs> she was closer to my mother than she was for me. But um yeah, she she started smoking when she was 15. Now were you the cool mom or not? I actually I was. I gave her permission to smoke um only because I didn't want I mean how could I say no? I mean, here I am smoking, my mother smokes. Um you know, how can I say you can't smoke? <laughs> I'll be a yeah, hypocrite. Like so many of our parents, you know, my parents, you know, I remember him telling us, you know, don't smoke while while they're sitting there puffing on a cigarette. Uh huh. <laughs> so no, I, I I couldn't do that. So I just um, you know I said, go ahead if you want to smoke, smoke. You know. And she did. And she did. Yes. Yeah. She's still smoking. No, she quit when I quit. And that was like three years and four months ago. Congratulations. And Thank on that you. note, let me ask you this. What finally made you start thinking that letting go of cigarettes was a good idea? Well, I don't know. I I, I think I was just like sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> I coughed constantly. I mean, I would wake myself up literally at night. Um, I have allergies, so I use a, a primatine mist inhaler once okay. in a while. Right. But, however, when I was smoking, I would have to, I, I would, like, go through two inhalers in a week. So, I think I was just, I was just tired of coughing. And I, you know, when you go up the stairs, you know, you're out of breath and, you know, you can't keep up. It was, it was really rough. So, I figured, all right, I better do something here. Something's got to give. Okay, so you start thinking that, you know, you're going to quit. Is this the first time you quit? Um, this this quit now? No. Um, when I was 30 years old, I tried to quit. Um, Tell me about that. Well, uh, my husband, he he read this article in the paper about hypnosis. So I said, okay, okay, let me try this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just to make them happy, I, I figure I'll, I'll, I'll try it. Well, we go into this place, and this guy is running this class. On you know, hypnosis class. Yes. Okay. And there was about, I think, eight of us in the class, and he made us take our cigarettes into this little booth. It was I'll never forget this one. It was all closed off, and. He made us smoke the whole pack of cigarettes in the booth before we started this class. Okay. Oh, it was horrible. I was getting nauseous and felt sick. Well, anyway, after everybody was done smoking their cigarettes, he had this hypnosis class. Well, needless to say, that lasted two days. (laughs) And uh, I was back to smoking. Or why'd you go back? Um, I guess it didn't work. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, well, I, I, it, it, it didn't work, or you didn't work. Well, yeah, you're right. I didn't work. Um, the reason I I say that is because I mean I went to the hypnosis myself. Uh huh. I, I did it twice. I went to a mass class which had about a hundred people in it. Oh wow! In a, ho- in a hotel room. And the guy never made us smoke all the cigarettes, but, you know, you go in and, you know, you're all full and sleepy, blah, blah, blah. And by the time the class was over, he got his 10 bucks, and we all walked out. 
and I would say a good 80% of everybody lit up in the parking lot. Wow. <laughs> uh, the second time, I went into a private session with a hypnotist, and I did the, you know, I went into the office, and, you know, I did everything that he told me to do. You know, you watch the little wheel go round and round, and you get sleepy, and blah, 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 and pay him his 75 bucks, and, well, I went out to my truck, and I had my cigarettes in the truck, and I smoked out in the parking lot. Well, see, and I don't think it works, right? <laughs> well, it, again, it's if you work it. I mean, I had no intention. I did it for all the wrong reasons. You know, just like you said before, you know, the key point was, you know, you wanted to do it because your husband wanted you to quit. Right. I didn't want to do it. I, 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 I did not want to quit. I mean, I enjoyed smoking. I loved it. You know, I really did. That, you loved that morning cup of coffee and your cigarette. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. You know, cigarette after dinner, you know, at night. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, and that's why I said, you know, it's it's not that the program didn't work. It's that, it's that we don't work the programs. Right. And you have to be ready to quit. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's smoking, drinking, drugging, you know, right. eating, sex, whatever. You yeah. got to want to stop. And if you don't want to stop, you're not going to. You're not going. That's true. Right. Okay, so this last time that, you know, you decided that you've had enough, you're coughing, and you spend a lot of time, you know, you're waking up from coughing, what made you, you know, that, uh, I don't know, I guess that, that it was finally enough was enough? Well, um, well, like you said, with the coughing and whatnot, um, plus the, the prices of cigarettes were going up. And I wanted to spend my money on my granddaughter, and I couldn't do, like, really both. <laughs> you know, so, like, I was, I don't know, kind of weeding away from buying that many cigarettes and spending the money on her. Um, then one day I saw an ad in the paper, and it was about a free state-sponsored quit-smoking site, and it was called QuitNet. And me being not computer savvy, um, I asked my daughter to help me, uh, you know, go on the site and look it up. I had, e- I, I couldn't even turn on the computer. I had no idea. So she would... <laughs> okay, go ahead. You could ask me the question. No, go ahead. I'm, oh, okay. I'm just listening to you because I remember oh. when you were saying that to me. Oh, okay. Uh, so I joined, well, we joined, I should say. Um, she promised me that she would quit with me. Okay. So we joined the QuitNet as um, I was my five dogs at the time, and her name was Love My Puppets. So we joined mother and daughter on the New Jersey forum, and they have their own forum in New Jersey. Um, okay. And, you know, we introduced ourselves and whatnot, and the people there were, they were Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Very, so very. Jersey, let me ask you: the New Jersey QuitNet is different than the QuitNet that is online. No, it's it's just um, an added forum. It's like the QuitStop, only it's okay. it's um, New Jersey. Um, the New Jersey people can get onto the QuitStop, but the QuitStop can't get onto the New Jersey forum. Okay, so it's just like a New Jersey section for you guys. Right, right. Okay. It's the same exact thing. But, however, I didn't know that at the time because, like I said, I'm not computer savvy. But then after I, I started playing with the computer, and then I realized, oh, there's other things over here, you know, like forums and, like, uh, New Jersey can't get into the clubs that they offer unless they have a link to the clubs. Okay. So somebody on the New Jersey forum was nice enough to send me a link, and then there was no stopping me after I learned how to use the computer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so you found QuitNet, and that basically was it. Yes, that was it. Um, so I guess I, I guess you could say that was finally the aha moment where, aha, this is going to work for me. Yeah, I, I really, I really believe that it would. Um, like the pe- like I said, the people. I mean, the the support and caring on that site was phenomenal. Um, and also, um, 
is very instrumental in helping me keep smoke-free. Because um, I'm the kind of person, like, when I make a commitment to somebody, I, I'm going to do it. And to be accountable to that many people, I couldn't go back on there and say, hey, I smoked, I'm sorry. You know, I, I just could not do that. Why Even not? though they so many people they do don't... it now. Huh? I said, why not? So many other people do it. Well, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's like a mindset thing I, with me. I, I'm like, you know, all these people are showing me, well, support and, and um, I don't know, caring. Um, they actually they actually care whether you, you know, you, you quit. You know, you, they're congratulating you for your each step of the way, your milestones. And, and it was like, Wow, you know, these somebody cares. <laughs> I'm not exactly. alone. You know, I'm I'm not doing this by myself. And I want to be like these people, you know. So and it makes a difference. It sure does. It really does. I so I believe the internet, that the internet makes a big difference in helping people to I should say it assist them doing it, but it all comes down to the person as well. You know, I bet if you were to have made that promise to your granddaughter, mm-hmm. I bet you you would have done it just as well. Um, I don't know, because it didn't work with my husband. Like, I, I promised him I would stop, but then with the hypnosis, and that didn't work. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but now, now, um, you know, like my granddaughter tells me, Grandma, if you ever start smoking again, I'm going to disown you. And boy, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> so, you know, I, I know I'll never pick up another cigarette again. I know that. Um, That's a great feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It really is. You know, because you don't have you to. you control your life rather than the cigarettes controlling you. Exactly. Yep. I mean, and you I don't have to worry about where, going. You know, er, you know, like running outside, oh, my God, i got to smoke before I, I get on this airplane or I get in a car or whatever, you know. You don't have to you have no worries anymore. Exactly. You don't have to, you don't have to plan sleep. your life around smoking. Uh-huh. You know, oh, I'm sure you did the same thing. Oh, all the time. Yeah. You know, I used to plan my little five-minute breaks, you know, every hour. You know, yeah. I used to plan my walks. I mean, I don't know how many times I went to the store for milk. Sometimes I even went twice in a day. It's hard. But, it's hard to do that. It's it's harder to smoke than it is to quit. I think now, looking back on it. You know, because I, I, I was a closet smoker for a long time, and uh, you know, I hid. I I thought I hid it from my wife, and I thought I did it well, but I know that she knew. You know, mm-hmm. she tells me she didn't know, but I know she did. She just, you know, they love us, you know what I mean? Uh-huh, exactly. You know, they don't want to uh, point the finger anywhere. So, And that's all right. You know, I'm I'm happy with that. You know, the bottom line is, uh, you know, everybody's good. And, uh, you know, we quit for, you know, we quit for the right reasons. We quit for us. That's it, yep. So, you know, so that was the aha uh, moment for you. Let me ask you this. Anyone in particular you think played a part in you winning this battle? Uh, um, well, I, I have to say, and I, I have accredited one of your interviewees, okay? You have already interviewed this woman. Um, she is an amazing woman. Um, if you ever read her well, I don't know. You probably read her profile if you interviewed her already. Her name and is April. Well, April. April. April AC. That little dash and the AC after her name. Right. Oh, hold my on, goodness. Hold on a second. One, one second, Nancy. Anybody okay. out there listening and you're on there now, you're muted. Nancy and I are having a conversation. And if you want to join in with us, uh, we'll be done. As soon as we're done, uh, I'll unmute you if you have any questions for Nancy. You can join in. Just uh, give us a few minutes. We're having a one-on-one right now. Okay, Nancy, what were you saying? Sorry. Oh, just that um, if you ever read her profile, I mean, I cry along with her. Um, She don't know me. Um, I might have once in a while, like if she posted, I might have said something to her, like great post or something. Right. But this, this one post 
um, early on in my quit that I read from her, uh, I had it saved as in my library as my five dogs, and then I deleted that account because one of my dogs passed away, and I couldn't deal with that name anymore. So I just became Nancy. <laughs> um, and I lost that that post, but part of it always be in my brain. Uh, she talked about, um, you know, she'd say, uh, hey, come here. Uh, look around the room, you know, do you find something red? Or look at, focus on something blue? Um, yeah, it's basically focus on, you know, spend a lot of time, you know, about a minute or two and focus on everything that's red in the room. Yes. And then, uh, you know, come back and turn around and say, hey, you know, now that you're looking at it, what's blue? Yeah. Right. And then, and then she was like, she, I, she compared it with like, a, like, like with a crave, and that focusing on it will only build it up. Um, it, it was, wow, that post really was amazing. And, and they, after, like I said, I after I read that, I read her her profile. She's got two profiles. You have to actually have to copy a link to go on the second one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's ama- She's amazing. Um, the stuff that this woman went through, and uh, I, t- I take bike rides with her. <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah, she's a so, great lady, and like I told you, you know, she's uh, somebody I consider a good friend. Uh huh. As far as this goes, and you know, she made a difference in a lot of people's lives. And she sure made one in mine, that's for sure. And she don't even know it. Well, <laughs> she will know. know. Well, yes, she will, and I want to just, could I say thank you to her? Absolutely. All right. Thank you, April. I love you. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. You know, if you want, tomorrow afternoon we're going to do something, hopefully, if it works out all right, we're going to do a, hopefully, something to attribute to dads. Uh-huh. And her and I are going to be on, so if you want to come on, you know, feel free. Oh, um, that would be nice. You know, we'll be doing the same phone number tomorrow night about 6. Uh-huh. And, um... You know, hopefully, you know, her and I will be on, and I want to get, you know, a bunch of people to come on and say, hey, you know, this is a tribute to Dad, you know, and tell a little bit about, uh, you know, what they want to talk about with their dads. Oh, okay. That sounds great. So, you know, if you want to come on, that will be fine. Oh, Um, good. Okay, thanks. You know, but again, you know, she's a great person. She's made a difference in a lot of people's lives, just like I'm sure you have, you know. Well, I hope hope so. Well, anybody who's successful, you know, with beating this challenge, you have something to say. And hopefully, you know, it's like somebody had told me a couple of weeks ago, you got to pay, you know, you got to pay it forward. And that's what we need to do. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons that I started doing this. You know, um I feel, you know, we have to make a difference and we got to share. We got to make a difference in other people's lives. And um I really believe that we can do that. Yeah, I believe so too. I think what you're doing is great. I really do, and well, I just I, I hope that. more people get involved. Um, well, if they do, they do. If they don't, no, no big deal. You know, I <laughs> I've already determined that. You know, like I told you earlier today, uh, when yeah. we spoke. You know, I just I can't beg people to do it. You know, they gotta want to do it. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm. That's... I really do appreciate you coming at you know ahead and saying, hey, you know, I'm interested in doing it well i i don't know i think i I would love to be a smoking counselor but i don't know how how to go about it but i've helped a lot of people you know like around you know around here you know give them the equipment you know address rather website address you know and i tell them you know the site works if you work it you know and uh exactly it really you wanna, does. You want to help people quit smoking, just, you know, hang around the queue. That's hang around it. on quitting yep. it and, uh, you know, just voice your opinion and let people know. It's not as hard as people make it. No. And you know what I found? Leading up to the quit is the worse part than the actual quit. <laughs> you know, the day, like, I had went through the quit wizard or whatever that in the beginning of the quit net. And it gave me, I wanted to quit on February 2nd on my granddaughter's birthday. However, I don't know what happened, but it, it told me to quit on February 4th. So I said, okay, well, I'll listen to this, these people. <laughs> and that's what I did. Uh, so 
don't know. I don't know where I was going with that one, but <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I lost my... you, you're successful in what you did. You got three years, what, four months? Yeah, yeah. You know? Saved uh, almost $7,600. How much? $7,600 so far. Do you, do you have that? No. <laughs> <laughs> My granddaughter has it in toys and whatnot, a trampoline. Yeah, uh... I know. <laughs> I, when I quit, I said I was going to take that money and I was going to put it away and put it away from our Harley. And that would be my down payment. And when I hit five years, I would put my down payment down, and I would get myself a Harley Davidson. Uh huh. I I still don't have a Harley Davidson. You don't have it, no. <laughs> I passed five years, and I don't have the money, and that's that's pretty that's much it. it. I mean, you know, the money goes. You know. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Nancy. Finally, if you could give someone looking to beat this challenge just something to hold on to to make them feel that the whole quitting thing is possible and so worth the trip, what would it be? Hmm, let's see. Uh, I think I would, well, I, I, obviously uh, I would tell them to join the equipment. That's 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 a given. Um, Taking everything that, that you can, use that site to just, I mean, just use it. Um, I smoked for 35 years, and if I quit, anybody can... <laughs> Because I never thought it was in me. I never never thought I could do it. And the confidence that you gain, I mean, knowing that you did something like that, it's unbelievable. Um, the ability to live without having to worry when you can have your next fix, it's so worth not smoking. Um, Health-wise, I can breathe. I, I don't even hardly use my inhaler anymore. Um, and the friends you make, it's invaluable. Very, very invaluable. So, yeah, that's. I think that's what I would tell them. Oh, well, <laughs> well, that's what I do tell them, uh, actually. You know, I tell people all the time. So, and my, my motto is, the site works if you work it. That's you gotta wanna. So, so you got you gotta wanna quit. Okay, one other question I have for you. Okay. Looking back on, because this is something that I always ask people. Mhm. Looking back on what you've accomplished, or or I should say, with, looking back on the actual quitting process of smoking that you did. Was it as hard as you envisioned prior? You know what I mean when you're when you're trying or attempting to quit. Leading up to it, you envision all these crazy things about how hard it's going to be. Right. Okay. Was it as hard for you as you envisioned it to be? And what did you do to make sure that it wasn't as hard? Uh, let's see. No, it wasn't hard at all. Um, I would just, what I did was I replaced, like where I used to keep my cigarettes on the counter, I would keep a pack of gum, sugarless gum. I, I took in what everybody told me, mints, uh, ice water. I used that. I kept busy. I painted my whole house. (laughs) All my walls are painted. Um, yeah, I, I was busy. Um, I, I spent a lot of time on the queue. Reading everything I could, reading profiles, um, amazing profiles. Uh, there's a few that are really, really good. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't as hard as I, I, I envisioned. So it wasn't. Pardon? I said so it wasn't. You envisioned it to be hard, but when the, when it actually came to doing it. It wasn't as hard. Right. Right. I'm just typing here. Somebody is basically telling me how they they uh, uh, quit chewing tobacco almost 15, let me see here, I, over a year ago. I'm wow, great. To, I'm still trying to figure out this site. I'm not, I think I'm going to have to get a secretary to come along and answer any questions that I have while I'm I'm sitting here talking to people. And uh, let them type while I'm <laughs> talking. 
I still can't do two things at once. So, but, so, you know, so to everybody out there, you can do this. Definitely. It is so possible. You just got to, you have to want to quit. I mean, you know, people quit for health reasons. You know, like if you're in the hospital and, and you can't, you know, obviously you don't have access to cigarettes. But then I don't understand, like, they'll come home and they'll smoke. You ever you ever meet people like that? Oh, absolutely. It's like, why? <laughs> My niece, um, she smokes and she stops when she's pregnant. And then after the baby, she starts smoking again. It's like, why? You were just quit for nine months or whatever, ten months, whatever it is, nine months. You know, why did you go back? I, it just never ceases to amaze me why people no, they do go that. back because, like you said, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, people smoke or they chew or they drink or they do drugs, and the reason is they want to. Um, it's that simple. I mean, it's not like, I mean, that's what they do. They want to smoke. They want to drink. They want to do drugs, you know, and when you change that around and you go, I don't or I don't want to smoke more than I want to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's going to change your whole mindset on it. You know, um, and you know, people. I don't think that you know they do that. They'd rather go out. I mean, it's so much easier to to smoke or drink or drug than it is to not. You know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. You know, and it's they take the easy way out. But. Um, what people have to learn is, you know, you got to go through. A lot of people don't like discomfort, I think, maybe. I don't know. I mean, because quit, quit smoking is a little discomforting. I mean, you go through a few little withdrawals, but uh, for the most part, after a week, it's all habit. Right. What was the hardest part for you? Um, the hardest part for me was the cigarette after dinner. I used to really enjoy just sitting there, you know, relaxing after dinner, smoking a cigarette, having my coffee, you know, and then getting up and, and doing dishes or whatever. But um, that cigarette was, that was the hardest one for me. I would have to get up from the table right away and do something, you know, even if it was like take my dogs outside, you know, <laughs> do something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was the hardest part. You still have any cravings? Do you still have any cravings or any desire to go back? Um, uh, once in a blue moon, not to go back, but like I was talking, I I went on uh, the expert chat one night because I had this um fleeting smell of smoke one day, and I'm like, where did that come from? I actually could, I actually could swear I smelt it. And I'm like, wow, that was weird. And uh, I went on, they had to, on Monday nights, they have this expert chat with the Q counselor. And I, I asked that question to her because it really bothered me. And she said that it's a medical condition, but she didn't know exactly what it was called. And she never got back to me to let me know what it was. She was supposed to, but she, I guess, you know, obviously they're busy. So, uh, But that's what she told me. It was a medical condition. And you had that small smoke in your nose, huh? Yeah, and it was it was so weird. I wasn't around smokers. I was in 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 the house, you know, and it, it just like really bothered me. It freaked me out. <laughs> it's like where did that come from? But for the most part, you know, I just look at myself and I'll say, you don't smoke anymore. You know, what what do you what are you uh, thinking about that for? You know, or something like that. But I don't have no real cravings and no real urges to smoke. You know, I can I can sit with people while they're smoking. It doesn't bother me. The smell actually makes me sick to my stomach now. So I know I, I, I'm done. I know that for a fact. So it makes you sick to your stomach, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I was at a barbecue in this, well, last summer and let's see, my niece and sister-in-law and them, they were smoking. And I'm like, standing farther down away from them. <laughs> and, you know, here again, you have all these little kids running around, but here they are still smoking, 
you know, and I had given her, I bought that book by Alan Carr, um, uh-huh. and I had given her the book. I had bought that after I, qu- I was quit for two years because I wanted to see what the hype was. Right. I bought um, his book. Yeah, and, I, you know, I could see how it would help people, but I had given it to my sister-in-law, and, um, you know, she says she read, read it, but she's still smoking. <laughs> well, She'll never quit. i got to figure out a way to market my book. I wrote a book oh, four years ago. Did and, you? Yeah, I'm quitting smoking. And my story, pretty much, and just uh, everything I did to successfully put away my demons, so to speak, from this from this challenge. Uh-huh. And uh, it's taken me a while. I mean, I've got, I don't know how many... Uh, <laughs> rejection letters from from uh, ah. literary agents, and uh, I'm still working on it. I've got I just got some, a letter last week from somebody. They want me to send them a couple of chapters, and they're gonna see what they can do. So, oh, good luck with that. I uh, hope I will buy it. <laughs> I'll buy it. Well, I gotta figure out a way to market it first. I mean, some people tell me I gotta sell it online and just do like a PDF or something like that. I don't know. You know. I've got you know my hand in a little bit of everywhere, but I got I got just got to figure it out. You know? mm-hmm. But um, I feel like you know it's a way to go. So, but um, anyway, I appreciate I really do, Nancy. You coming out tonight and playing? I appreciate well, it was you my sharing pleasure. your story. You know, my pleasure. And um, I really do think you know you're going to help somebody with what you've had to say tonight. I hope and so. You're always welcome. You know, I really do appreciate you taking the time. And, uh, you know, you've got a lot to say. And you've got a great quit. Okay, thank you. You know? That was nice meeting you, too, for the first time. Excuse me? I said it was really nice to meet you for the first time. (laughs) I mean, you've only been on there for how long? (laughs) Five years now. Only five years, and I've never heard of you. (laughs) You've never heard of me? No, I've never seen you on there. That. I'm going to have to do something about that. Wow. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, again, I really do appreciate you coming out. You know, if you can mention, you know, if you want to share this with anybody, all you have to do is go to the site Uh huh. and basically send the link to anybody. I've already show. done so. Okay, this show will be on as soon as we're done tonight, and I wrap this up. Take about 15 minutes, and the whole call will be recorded on there. Oh, God. And all they have to do is, I mean, they can listen to it right there on the computer. They mm-hmm. can listen to it. They can download it and put it on their iPod. They can take it in the car with them tomorrow whatever, put it on a CD. Um, they could take it with them for, you know, that. Um, or they could just listen on a computer or whatever. Um, wow. Let people know about tomorrow night. You know, like I said, we're going to do something for Father's Day. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. You know, I've had, okay. there were a few people on here. They were texting um, messages. I asked you the questions, you know, that they basically said. Nobody else came on. As a matter of fact, you know Debadu? Yeah. Okay, she was on. Um, I don't know what happened to her. Oh, um, maybe but, she's having a storm. Is it she from Jersey or no? Not sure, but she was on. Um, i got to write her an email and let her know that I didn't. I wasn't forgetting her. I just, like I said, I'm still trying to figure out how to do two things at once. Right. So, but uh, um, I really do appreciate you coming on. Now, for I just have a question for sure. tomorrow. Like, um, will we be on the phone? Like, I I call the same number, right, and the code. Right. Okay, and how does it'll how be does... the same thing? And oh, okay. What will happen is um, I'll probably just have everybody unmuted, and everybody, if they want to talk, they'll talk. And uh-huh. if, it gets, if it gets too many people talking, I'll just mute everybody, and just me and April will pick and choose who's going to say something, you know? Oh, okay. You know? All right. Um, you can download the software from the site, you know, that allows you to text message in um, while you're on. Uh, so it's it's just it's a great program. Um, so I'm real happy with it. Okay. So, again, I really do appreciate you coming on. I'm going to wrap okay. it up for this evening. Um, okay, Joe, anytime. It was really a pleasure speaking with you. I, I enjoyed listening to you. I enjoyed having you on. Thank you. Okay. You, have, you a, have a great night. 
You have a great night okay, and a great Father's in that Day. Storm, okay. Okay. All right. Take care. You too. Good night. Good night. All right, everybody, going to wrap it up tonight, and I appreciate everybody out there who took the time to listen, took the time to come by. Uh, Nancy, for her story, I really do appreciate her coming by. Um, It's always nice to hear from somebody who successfully conquered their demons. Don't forget, tomorrow night, Father's Day. Um, Happy Father's Day to me. Happy Father's Day to all of you fathers out there. Uh, We're going to do something special tomorrow night. If you want to call in, same number, um, same bet channel, same well, not same time, 6 o'clock tomorrow night. We'll go ahead and we'll discuss uh, anything you want to discuss, but it's going to be a show dedicated to dads. Um, didn't have a real close relationship with my father, um, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who did. And uh, it's going to be April and myself and whoever else wants to join us. Look forward to it. Have a great evening, and thanks for joining us. Remember, smoking ain't for sissies. Have a great night. Bye.